Research for the game music at Queen's Project is supported by the Social Sciences and Humanities Research Council of Canada and the Dan School of Drama and Music. This podcast is recorded at the Sonic Arts Studio at Queen's University. Welcome to Game Music 101 and a podcast all about video game music and why it makes us feel the way that we do. I'm your host, Stephanie Lind, and I'm here with my research assistants, Andrew Bennett, Brooke Spencer, Caitlin Sari, and media assistant, Michelle Kasposki. Today's topic is going to be on farming sims. We're going to talk about from Stardew Valley to Animal Crossing to Harvest Moon, the game genre commonly known as the farming sim often features calm, relaxing music. Farming sim music often makes explicit reference to musical elements associated with rural environments, such as country and folk music styles. But it also incorporates subtler elements that are rooted in a concept known as the pastoral, which I'll talk about later in this podcast. The podcast hosts will present their favorite examples of farming sim music, and will discuss how these songs are structured to keep the listener engaged, but not too engaged, and relaxed, but not too relaxed. So let's go to our team. Andrew, do you want to start us off with the game you looked at? For this podcast, I chose to look at a game called Goat Simulator because it isn't your average farming sim. Goat Simulator is played in the perspective of a goat within a third-person view. The game itself was developed as part of a hackathon, an event for computer programmers to design and complete a task or game within an allotted amount of time. After early preview videos of Goat Simulator were uploaded to YouTube, interest in the game skyrocketed, leading to a video game developer to actually publish the game in a playable form. The game is objective-based, offering tasks in which the player can choose whether or not to complete, and any event or stunt where something is damaged results in the player accumulating score. This game is designed similar to a skateboarding game, as higher scores are achieved for funnier and more dangerous stunts, but is more of a stress reliever than a game where objectives must be completed. This game is also not like any other farming sim, as they are normally designed to be smooth and as graphically beautiful as possible. Goat Simulator intentionally has bugs left in the game, adding to the comical nature of its existence. The music of the game is electronically generated, and elements of each piece overlap with previous themes. This is likely due to the low budget the developer would have had when creating the game. The in-game music is primarily composed of three pieces, called Main Theme, 8-Bit Style, Super Happy Version, and Flappy Goat. repetitive, a part of its intentional design, with each theme slightly more developed and altered than the previous. A bonus part of the soundtrack can be heard when the goat enters a hotel roof, where a party is taking place and a piece called Petting Zoo by Deadmau5 can be heard. Aside from the previously mentioned area, the music doesn't change based on region, but seems to change based on when one track ends. Specific features of the music are that it's a classic example of looping, the theme is repeated over and over, and sometimes embellished by adding new elements to it, such as another instrument or new harmony. In the case of this soundtrack, musical instruments are generated electronically, with the same bass line throughout. Some unintentional references may be made in regard to the 8-bit soundtrack, as it sounds extremely similar to something out of a Mario Brothers game. What may be intentional aspect is the placement of the goat within a city environment where it doesn't belong. This is quite amusing 
as things such as windows, cars, and retail stores wouldn't be available for a goat to destroy if this game were set in a rural environment, adding to the laughs while had while playing this game. Alright. Brooke, what farming sim game did you choose to look at? So I looked at um, multiple Harvest Moon games released, but the two I focused on were the original Harvest Moon for the Super Nintendo, that was released in Japan in 1996, and the Harvest Moon Back to Nature for PlayStation released in 1999. I chose to look at this game series because it uses a range of musical styles that can be categorized all as farming music. So the plot of this game is you, as the player, inherit land with a farm, and you have to take care of the land and the animals, attend festivals, build relationships with other villagers, etc. What's farming about Harvest Moon is the incorporation of both traditional country elements and the pastoral music used in the section of the game where the farm is. The game gives both sides of the spectrum for what we often see in farming simulators music. The title music for most of the games has a drum kit being used for drumming rhythm, synth that sounds like someone's whistling. The melody also might differ in some cases for each game, but it keeps the similar characteristics. The town music in Harvest Moon for the Super Nintendo sounds a lot like music for the title screen with rock elements, like the driving percussion rhythms, but what interests me the most is the Back to Nature Town's music. So the music being played in this town is swung rhythm with the melody revolving around blue scale, having the characteristics of traditional country music. The instrumentation also includes an old upright piano playing that would be seen often in old saloons, finger snapping, or some sort of percussion shaker, and synth sounds that uh, sound like string instruments. This plays when you explore the town area. You get the more relaxing pastoral music when your character is on the farmland inherited. Pastoral being the sense that the depiction or emulation of an idealized rural lifestyle while taking care and raising livestock, and also gathering resources. The Super Nintendo version includes a waltz feel, kind of like a 6-8 time signature with synth uh, polyphony happening. Here are different textures of synth happening as well. The music almost seems like a lullaby or relaxation music where the player can feel safe and relaxed like the idea of getting back to nature. The music of the game seems wholesome and good for the player. Similarly, in Back to Nature, the farm music has a string polyphony happening with some extra instrumentation such as flute, triangle, shakers, and hand drums. There is more of an upbeat tempo in this farm music, but similar dance-like feel from the uh, Super Nintendo version where the music helps create an atmosphere for the expansive land in the farm, and you can dance and be merry while living on the countryside. So Brooke, for the sake of our listeners, you want to just give us a brief definition of what polyphony means? So polyphony is like different layers of harmony happening or different layers of instrumentation occurring at the same time. Yeah, so basically we're talking about different melodies existing on top of one another, right? Correct. Okay, and Caitlin, what game are you going to be talking about during today's episode? I chose Stardew Valley. Stardew Valley is an indie game released in 2016 by Eric Barron, also known as Concerned Ape. The game is heavily inspired by Harvest Moon, so it has quite similar structures in the way that the music is linked with the gameplay. It has its own style and originality. 
Like Harvest Moon, uh, the player inherits their grandfather's farm and must revitalize the farm and town by growing crops, raising livestock, helping townsfolk, and completing community projects. The soundtrack of the game comprises of both traditional country music and pastoral music. The country music heard in and around town and during community events has the classic laid-back swing rhythm and often includes country instruments like the banjo. The pastoral music, on the other hand, is heard in nature, and it changes with the seasons. The player's farm is considered a nature location, so the seasonal music will be heard in farm buildings and in the field. It is often the first thing that players hear when they wake up. The seasons play a large part in Stardew Valley, and like most other farming simulators, as they dictate what crops you can grow, what wild plants can be found around the map, and where different NPCs can be found. Because it plays such a large part in the game, each season has multiple different music tracks that portray an atmosphere that represents that season. Each season has a different energy level, with summer being the most energetic and winter the least. Spring, it's a big, wide world outside, and summer, nature's crescendo, are both very upbeat pieces that have a lot of syncopation in both the melody and accompaniment. The musical texture in both is quite thick, as many instruments play at once. Spring is laid back compared to summer. There is much more long legato notes among the accompanying strings, as well as in the main melody. There is also bird chirping that can be heard at the end of the piece. Summer has a consistent rhythmic beat that persists through most of the piece, and the percussion parts are much more prominent than the other seasons. Fall, the smell of mushrooms, and winter nocturne of ice lack syncopation and have melodies that emphasize the on beats. The texture of both pieces are also thinner than spring and summer, and the result is much quieter, subdued music. Fall has a wind noise that persists throughout the piece. The accompaniment has pizzicato strings and sparse percussion. There is an echo effect following staccato notes in both accompaniment and melody. Winter has the thinnest texture, but the reverb fills up the piece. While the other pieces had many more synthesized instruments, as in synthesizers made to sound like real instruments, Winter uses mostly synthesizers that do not imitate any live instruments. Spring, summer, and fall are harvesting seasons, while only a handful of wild seeds can be planted in the winter. This makes winter time for mining or socializing, rather than working the field, which takes up a lot of time in the other three seasons. Alright, and finally, Dr. Lin, what game have you chosen to focus on? My choice of farming sim was the Animal Crossing series, and I've particularly focused on two games within that. The original game, which was released in 2001, and Animal Crossing New Leaf, which was released in 2012. Both of them feature essentially you as a human character who's moved into the countryside and you're setting yourself up on a farm. But as part of the process of the game, you're also going around and meeting community members, you're interacting with animals, and you're collecting objects around the area. So the game is much more focused on you existing in a country space as opposed to just purely farming. It's a mix of a lot of different elements. The music of the two Animal Crossing games was done by different composers. Animal Crossing 1 was composed by Kazumi Tataka, who's now actually one of Nintendo's studio composers, and he basically manages the current compositions for the later games in the series. The main composer for 2012's Animal Crossing New Leaf was Manaka Kataoka, under the supervision of Totaka. 
So there's a unity to the style of music that's being done, but there's still this individual flair that each composer is putting on their work. itself of the Animal Crossing games is very simple and very relaxing, I would say. There's not a huge amount of variety to the chord progressions. The soundtrack actually repeats a lot as you're going through when you're playing through the, the various geographic areas within the game. And really, it's just there as background music. It's not necessarily there to comment on what's happening. One of the unique elements, I would say, of Animal Crossing's music, though, is that it changes based on what time of day it is. So the music that you get at 1 p.m., for example, would be quite a bit different than the music that you would get in the late evening, say at 10 p.m. of the day. Okay, great. As usual, it sounds like we have many interesting points to explore in the episode, so let's get started. Dr. Lint, in today's introduction, you mentioned a couple of common elements and themes found in farming sim games. So one of the things I wanted to talk about is this concept of the pastoral. The pastoral is a concept that refers to an abstract idea relating to the countryside, and there are certain philosophical elements that have been classically associated with this. The pastoral is something that has been studied in connection to European classical music for a very, very long time. And as Grove Music Online describes it, it's generally thought of as a literary, dramatic, or musical genre that depicts characters, scenes, expressive atmosphere, etc. relating to rural or country life. Grove Music also talks about the philosophical dimensions of this concept of pastoral. They basically state that pastoral depends upon the projection of a philosophical opposition, generally one between art and nature, or between country and city life. So there's basically this contrast between the busyness of cities and urban areas compared to what they see as the relaxation of countryside areas. In pastoral music, this opposition is usually reinforced by the use of distinctive musical styles. In particular, as I was just hinting at, really alluding to this idea of natural style that avoids complexity. There are a few things I want to highlight here. First of all, there's this idea that the pastoral is a philosophical idea, sort of this imagined countryside and what it could be. It's also this idea that it's a much more natural style than what we might encounter in more formally composed music. And this is something that we're going to connect today with the games that we're talking about. How does this idea of the pastoral translate into musical terms? What are some musical elements we see that help create this setting? One is what they call larghetto tempo, which would be basically a very slow, relaxed tempo. Another is the idea of music in a 12-8 or 6-8 meter. That would be a meter that basically is divided into two or four, but which has a lilt built into that two or four. The melodies often involve two parts that follow each other in what's called parallel thirds or parallel sixths. So in other words, there's a melody with an accompaniment voice that usually follows in the same rhythm, but gives it harmony. And in particular, pastoral styles often associated with folk instruments that have long drone basses. So in other words, we have one note that is held often throughout or a perfect fifth interval that is held while other things are happening in the music over top of that style. The pastoral connection in games is less about the particular musical features used in the classical era and really much more about the association with the simplicity of country life. It's about the idea that our problems really aren't that meaningful. We can just abandon them or we can get away from them by going to this rural environment and just relaxing. I think that this idea of relaxation is really a major component of these styles of games. We can also talk about pastoral, maybe 
from this relaxed perspective, that it's music that is not about creating tension and not about creating drive or motivating you to get to other places within the game. The whole point of a lot of these farming sims is to sit back and just enjoy the environment that you're in. So the music can reflect that. It goes back to this thing where you're not, you shouldn't have to actively think about uh, what music is going on in the background. I mentioned that Ghost Simulator is very much just a stress reliever. Like you don't, really don't have to be thinking about anything. You can just take out your frustrations on this, you know, community of people, cars, buildings. <laughs> you can basically do anything. There's mods for the game where you can do particular things. And, and it's all in a, a humorous sense. It's not ever meant to be serious. It's just meant to be fun. I find it interesting that you mentioned that pastoral music like it lacks complexity. And I think that ties into what you were saying before about these farming simulators, basically. It shouldn't, you shouldn't have to actively think about what the music is doing and, and how it relates to what you're doing within the game. Generally, it's something that's in the background that you may listen to at first, but then you sort of just forget about. Yeah. But even then, like, it's still ongoing. So like the lack of complexity, talking more about that, it's more along the lines of, like you mean instrumentation and sort of melodies used? It's any elements. So for instance, like Goat Simulator, I mentioned that it's a, a really good looping example because it takes the same theme and repeats it. It may alter it slightly, but it's generally like, it, you know, it's not something that you would pick up on straight away. It's just meant to be in the background. Yeah. Well, and I think that's one of the really important elements here is the idea this is really meant as background music. This is not meant to be really intriguing kind of music. And in fact, if you're in a geographic area within the game and you're there for a long amount of time, you don't want the music to be too distinctive because if it is, you'll notice it and you'll start start to get annoyed by it over time. Well, I think you can also bring it back to the whistling too. Like when I hear whistling, I think of being relaxed and or like somebody being on like a pile of hay, like with a straw in their mouth and whistling. Like, I, I don't know, like that's what I think <laughs> of. And it's not really something like when you're stressed, you don't whistle. So... Or maybe you do, I don't know, but <laughs> it's not really something I associate whistling with. Caitlin, do you have any of these elements or themes coming into play as well in Stardew Valley? In Stardew Valley, it's actually a mixture of really calm, relaxing music and really upbeat community music. And it's it's more to get like that relaxed feeling, but also this kind of sense of really cheerful community life. It's a small community and there's events every season and they just kind of bring home this big, happy, <laughs> relaxing kind of life. <laughs> so do you think the, the more community-oriented, like busier music, do you think it's trying to drive you to that goal? Well, the events aren't very goal-driven. It's supposed to have this idea of this is a very tight-knit community, but there is a community center that you have to rebuild, basically. So there is some goals, but the more intensive music is just supposed to give you this idea of this like really close and like uptown that they all know each other and everybody's pretty satisfied with their uh... so it's about familiarity and it's yeah familiarity is yeah. definitely the way i would put it brooke i'd like to go back to the harvest moon games for a moment can you talk a bit about the musical elements you found 
So I did previously talk about polyphony in the music, and I think that's something interesting to note because even though there's those layers of music happening, there's not a lot of complexity in rhythm or like the type of chords that are happening between the voices. It really is simple and it is making it so that you're not really paying attention to it the same way you would where it's like focusing on the chords and oh this is happening but then it, it's repeated so often that like you would get annoyed by that. So Andrew, I'm curious about your game because yours is really very much a satire of these style of games and I'm wondering if maybe its music does something different as a result. You mentioned polyphony is a huge part of yours. Mm -hmm. I, I would go, f I want to introduce like this idea of the fact that there might be different types of polyphony, right? I guess one of the major distinctions would be between electronically created music and live recorded music. I'm just like thinking of tying it to a, a different game genre, such as, I don't know, a first person shooter or something where the, the gameplay, the music behind it, the polyphony is very, very dense and very, very thick. And there's still a melody line as these, it, it shares these characteristics with this type of music as well. But the polyphony is different in the sense that it's much more sporadic during farming sims. Meanwhile, during some other game genre, it may be much more dense and more things may be happening. I was looking for these elements, trying to, trying to find ties, and it, it, it's very interesting to see the lack of ties to these. It's almost a completely different game genre by itself. It's, it's based on like this farming sim, but in, in terms of the music, I guess I should say, the actual gameplay is, as I said, more of a skateboard game, sort of objective-based game. But no, it, it, doesn't, it doesn't share the elements that you think it would, like such as the polyphony I actually wanted to talk about. It's, it's very sort of open sound. It's, it's not, there's one distinct melody you can hear, and everything else is sort of just quietly playing in the background. So, and that happens across the, the different tracks as well, right? So it is quite an interesting thing. I'd have to look more into it to, to try and find more. It, it's hard to see them as well, because I'm, I'm I don't know what to look for is the other issue. Yeah. Well, it does sound like, from what you're describing, it's very similar to the sort of styles that we're talking about. I mean, you have the spoof level, obviously, where you end up yeah. on the rooftop dance party, where all of a sudden the music has morphed to become something radically different. Exactly. But it sounds like, from what you're talking about, when your goat is wreaking havoc amongst the countryside, that it pretty much is using this very simple, very not, not distinctive kind of tune that allows it to repeat and allows you to just sort of explore the open world. So what are some musical terms we can use to describe this simplicity? There's two terms that music scholars actually use to talk about this. We've got the concept of texture, which is the combination of sounds. You know, do we have a lot of things happening at once? How do the things interact with one another? What are the sound qualities of each of the things? And then we have the idea of density, which is sort of quantity of how many simultaneous sounds that you're dealing with. And we can talk about density within a wider spread of register from high to low. We can also talk about density as being very compact of things that are all playing in very similar kind of registers. The overall effect of that is that it becomes... The denser something is, the less easy it is to be able to pick out an individual melodic line from the total ensemble of sound. Density and texture are clearly important elements of the music in these games. I'm curious how rhythm factors into this music and affects the player's experience as well. The other thing that I came across in Animal Crossing is that waltz rhythms are actually used pretty commonly. So very much suggesting kind of a, a folksy dance style. And I'm wondering if any of the three of you have encountered something similar in your games. Yeah, the saloon in Stardew Valley has a banjo playing a wilted waltz going on, yeah. Yeah, in the farming music for the Super Nintendo version of Harvest Moon, there is definitely this like waltz feel, kind of like a 6-8 time signature probably just the repeated 
like one, two, three, one, two, three feel of it. Yeah, like kind of like somebody dancing and being like, oh, like I can dance my problems away. I don't know if that's like a pastoral thing, but like, yeah, like life is good. I can dance and be happy. Brooke, it sounds like the meter and rhythm of the music in Harvest Moon are what lead to this idea of simplicity. As we move away from classical ideas in the music of these games, we actually start to see the emergence of new styles that depict the pastoral. I think that in our games, we're going to see a crossover of many musical elements such as rhythm, meter, and instrumentation. And this leads to a more modern concept of what pastoral can be. For us, it's country. The concept of country can refer to multiple things, but in this music, we particularly notice it in terms of instrumentation. For example, the use of a guitar, banjo, and fiddle. These are instruments we typically associate with country music or folk music. What is the instrumentation comprised of in Stardew Valley, Caitlin? Well, all of it is computer-generated, um, but it imitates uh, a lot of orchestra instruments. We got uh, strings. Uh, they're more of like the background stuff going on. There's some pizzicato strings in Fall, The Smell of Mushrooms. There's a harp in Spring. Flute, clarinet, and euphonium have solo lines. There's a lot of percussion. A lot of the rhythmic aspects of spring, summer, and fall are made with the percussion section with different drums, timpani, shakers, xylophone, and vibraphone are featured a lot in this music. Winter, on the other hand, has very little percussion besides vibraphone, and it has a bit of clarinet as a solo instrument, piano, and then a lot of it's just synthesizers. Brooke? How does this compare to the music in Harvest Moon? Well, it's quite similar to Caitlin's. Like, you hear a lot of string sim being emulated, and then there's flute, and then some hand percussion, things like shakers, triangles. You also hear a synth that kind of sounds like someone's whistling, which is kind of neat. And then when I was talking about Back to Nature, the town music, like, it actually sounds like there's, like, one of those, like, old-timey kind of, like, pianos that's got that kind of echo but you would hear it in like those Western saloons. Like it's kind of, it's interesting because I i don't think I've actually heard that being emulated in a video game before. Ah, uh, it's the trope of the out of tune piano. Yes, <laughs> yes. A lot of that, for sure the string synth being played, especially in that like farming pastoral kind of sense. Yeah, and that actually, it sounds very similar to what I'm hearing in Animal Crossing. Um, Mid-register rhythm section, some basic percussion, and then an upper register melody. In the case of Animal Crossing, it, it seems to be that the digital bass is mimicking a tuba. There's very often a sound that's similar to sort of halfway between a xylophone and a marimba. There's piano used. And there's a what I call a mystery melody digital sound, which I think is that computerized whistling sound that you're yeah. talking about. So there really is this sort of upper register whistle tone combined with lower register rhythm section. It's funny you should mention the electronically created whistle sound because there's a similar thing in, in Goat Simulator except it's not so much a whistle, it's more of a mixture between clarinet and saxophone. Very interesting sound, I can't actually put a specific instrument to that type of sound. The other thing that's mainly featured in Goat Simulator is also banjo. Most of the time it's plucked and it's very, very fun to listen to. It's the main melody is composed basically just, just on the banjo alone. And then after 30 seconds, 45 seconds of music, there's uh, other instruments that join the, the solo banjo playing. Well, I mean, the banjo has a very, very distinct country implication, right? It does, yeah. It's generally I've... associated with it. 
Absolutely. Yeah, and I find it interesting you point that out because in Animal Crossing, there are particular levels as well, particularly when you're when you're leaving town on the train, all of a sudden you get this sort of country-style guitar coming in the background. And there's very definitely this attempt to sort of connect it to nostalgia and connect it to sort of your sense of home and leaving home, which we know are actually really common themes in country music. So we're coming to the end of today's podcast. Does anyone have any final thoughts on our topic that they would like to make or share? That's actually interesting. Um, in Stardew Valley, the seasonal music, unlike the country music, it only plays once through, and then you just have ambient sounds and stuff until it'll play again in the afternoon. So does it fade out and then you have silence, or does it come to a distinct ending? It, a lot of the tracks do actually have like a fade in their ending, so it does come to a distinct ending, but it includes a fade. Yeah. Um, the music, even though like I would describe it as pastoral because it is creating that atmosphere, it's definitely much more ear-catching, right. <laughs> I guess, because it only plays like twice during the day, and the, yes, certain seasons are more catchy than others, but they definitely have like distinct melodies and lots of different stuff happening at once, and the form of the music actually isn't one, like isn't one A form, it's not the same thing going on, it will actually change over this composition. So it's what we would call through composed, it's not, yeah. it doesn't repeat sections, it's just continuous. There's like a melody stuff that goes on, but there's different sections, and depending on the song, it does avoid repetition by having multiple tracks that a little decide from, but they're definitely more exciting to hear because you're not it's only meant to be heard a couple of times in the day rather than continuously throughout your playtime outside. So we're seeing a direct relationship there then between the complexity and how often you're hearing that's it That's true, yeah. <laughs> that's yeah. where the complexity goes. Yeah, and that's really interesting to me. I mean, we see that in a lot of other games. We see that, um, you know, you get the epic music when you're getting a boss fight or when you're hitting a really momentous event in a game. These aren't the kind of games, though, that really have momentous events, right? And I think that's one of the interesting things about this is I don't want to say they have a lack of narrative, because there's certainly a storyline in a lot of them. But story is, it's not necessarily a linear story in the same kind of way that we might expect in an adventure game, for example. Okay, and that brings us to the end of our episode on Farming Sims. For more information on our research and upcoming episodes, be sure to check out our Facebook page, Game Music at Queen's. Thank you for tuning in to today's episode of Game Music 101.